What I've learned is the number one reason why they feel that way is communication. In the absence of communication, then people start making up stories. If that did actually work for somebody, you've set yourself up for failure. Welcome to the Consistent and Predictable Income Community Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Rockstar entrepreneur Mike Reed is one of the uprising realtors in Orlando, Florida. He's also the host of Orlando Legends, where he highlights local businesses that is making mighty impact on their growing community. In this interview, Mike will share his secrets how he's competing with the top agents in his area. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Hello, Mighty Mike. How How's it going, man? <laughs> Loving it. Really well. Today, CPI family, I am joined with Muddy Mike Reed, who is a rock star entrepreneur and a family man and built two successful businesses in California and is becoming quickly one of Orlando, Florida's top real estate agents and is the host of the hit TV, uh, the hit TV, the hit podcast show of Orlando Legends. So, Muddy Mike, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, good. I'm just grateful to be able to come on here, hang out with so many cool professionals, especially you, Dan. You're really doing a good job with your show. I know how hard it can be to be a podcaster and any kind of show you got to produce can be a challenge. Today, we're going to talk about how you as a real estate agent, particularly if you're a new agent listening in, how you could thrive and succeed in this market. Because Muddy Mike, how long have you been licensed for? I've been licensed for about four months. Hey, all right. We're going to get back <laughs> shortly. I am green. <laughs> I love it, man. That's why I wanted to do this show because I want to have a perspective of, you know, what's it like in the life of four months? But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. What's your background? Tell us more. Yeah. So, you know, service-based industry, right? When I was younger, I did a lot of service jobs, things that, you know, nobody really wants to do, but they just kind of have to do to have a job, right? Teenager jobs, I call them. And I got into sales, started selling antique portraits and, you know, in uh, grocery stores, you know, hey, did you get your certificate for a free portrait? You know, so I, I was introduced to sales and it taught me that I can control my income Whereas I couldn't control my income in pretty much any other area other than sales. I could actually control it. If I work a little harder, I make a little more money. That's how it works. And then I went on to start a business. When I was going to school, I started having kids. I needed more consistent income. And I didn't understand really. I didn't find a sales niche that I just loved. So I ended up going to school for nursing. And while I was in nursing school, I started, got served divorce papers. And uh, the guy who served me said, you know, I got paid. I asked him, how much you get paid to serve me? He said, 50 bucks. 
he got paid 50 bucks to deliver a set of papers. So that was my first business. I said, opportunistic, I, man. <laughs> man, that was my first. I said, I deliver prescriptions, 30 to 40 prescriptions a day within like three or four hours for a pharmacy while I was going to school. And I was yeah. like, if I could just deliver 20 process serving legal documents. And that actually ended up becoming true. About two years later, I'd serve anywhere between 20 and 40 papers a day at $99 a paper. My fee was much higher. So, and then now that company's grown, you know, pretty significantly called virtuallegalpros.com, does notary services and a bunch of other stuff. So, and, you, and that's still thriving. That's still running now. Yep. Virtual Legal Pros. You can go there, virtuallegalpros.com and get an e-notary. You can e-file at any of the California courts directly with the court. Yeah. That's fantastic. So how much do you sell a free portrait, free portrait for? <laughs> how much you sell a free portrait for? I love that question because, you know, they give you a free picture, a portrait, you uh -huh. know, 10 by 13, you know, back in those days. And then you got to pay for the rest. And anytime you get nothing's for free, you know, I mean, you're going to. Oh, come you, on, you, man. I, you, know, <laughs> you have me at the hook. <laughs> I actually was really good at that. I, I actually did some training with one guy and then he just trained me. He was kind of quiet guy and stuff. And I thought, I right, surely I could do this better than him. No one told me he was the top salesman, you know, and, and then so I didn't know any better. So I was out selling him right next to him on my first week. Uh, selling, you know, certificates, booking appointments so people could get their pictures taken, you know. And then uh, when they had the monthly meetings to come in and like boost us up, you know, because we were traveling salesmen, basically. They were like, you know, no, you stay out. You just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and so that's how I knew I sales. I was meant to do sales. So real estate, it's just a fit. So you got your license December of 2020. Is that correct? Yep. Tell us about what was going on in November 2020. Yeah, perfect. So I was in California. That's where I'm from, where I built my businesses. And I used to travel around. My second business I started was a marketing company called MightyWebsiteBuilder.com. And I would travel around and speak to my peers, my legal owners, legal services owners, about building a website, having marketing set up. And I was traveling around the country and COVID hit. And, you know, I was getting paid to speak, everything to speak at these places and basically sell my product in a way that I know is going to benefit them like a hundredfold because I had already done it in my legal business. So when COVID hit, like I had to stop, I had 32 conferences booked like all over the country and then COVID hit. Like, seriously, I still have, I could buy a house with my Southwest uh, credits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, my girlfriend, she's from Venezuela. I met her at a Texas conference. Our relationship is like a Texas song, you know, country song. Which one? Uh, <laughs> probably all my exes live in Texas or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your girlfriend, man. That's a <laughs> no, she's a sweetie. I moved, ended up going, I visited Orlando a couple of times, loved it. It was what I thought California was supposed to be, just beaches when it's not. I'm from Northern California, so it's all mountains and you know, all this other kind of stuff. And so coming here, it was like an hour that way's a beach, an hour that way's a beach. It's like, I love it. All right. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson 
to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. And so then real estate. So did you know you were going to get your license in Florida before you moved there? Or was that after the fact or when did that come about? Yeah, sorry. That was your question. My friend Lance, he owns a legal company like mine down in my down in Miami area. He let his wife start taking over the business and he started doing real estate and flipping houses and stuff. And I was like, interesting. And since I wasn't speaking anymore, I was like, I was sitting on the couch talking to my girlfriend. I was like, what if I did real estate? You know, she's like, maybe you should. I looked up the classes, Climber. I'll give them a little plug because they're a pretty good Climber real estate school. And I looked them up. They had a class starting, a week long class starting the next day. And I was like, that's commitment. I, I was like, should I do it? I got to go to bed so I can get up for this class at 8 a.m. <laughs> so I did it. Week long class done. Here I am now in an office here, joined a team with Keller Williams. And we're just going a thousand miles a minute here. So tell us about your first four months. Yeah. So I don't know how much you want me to go into this, but my first month, I basically, I walk in the mornings, you know, I walk, you know, five, 10 miles in the mornings, you know, I have a weight loss journey that I'm on. I lost a hundred pounds over the last couple wow. of years. Yeah. That's a whole nother uh, Congratulations. Thing, yeah. Thank you. You know, I still got 150 to go, but so anyway, I was walking every morning and I love listening to audiobooks when I'm walking. So I was like, well, if I'm going to do the real estate thing, I need to just start consuming, just, you know, downloading knowledge. So obviously I found Gary Keller, his book, and just started just the shift and like all these property management books. And so I just, I probably read it just in the first month, probably, or listened to at least 30 books. Like, I mean, you know, every morning when I would walk. And so I knew right away I wanted to join Keller Williams or some kind of a brokerage that was going to just feed me, not leads, because that was what everyone was talking about in school, but knowledge so that I could be the knowledge broker and help people in a real estate transaction versus selling them and versus like getting leads that I'm just going to like somehow be an employee and show all these houses and maybe they buy and maybe they don't. So in the granular, Dan, in the granular, I started showing up. So once I was actually licensed, uh, I, oh, by the way, I was going to these Keller Williams classes for a month before I was licensed because I, okay. I was, you know, I was trying to consume all this knowledge. So on my third day of cold calling expired scripts, this was my third day being licensed. I was like, I, I already know my scripts, right? So I'm like, let's go. And so I started calling my third day. I got a listing appointment with a guy and I was like, what do I do now? Like I, you know, and so I went to the guys and they were like, someone just said, just bring a CMA. You know, they've already raised their hands. They're expired. And, you know, obviously that didn't work. The guy was like, I don't trust real estate agents. You guys just put it on the market. You didn't tell me that it was overpriced and all this kind of stuff. And so now here, just like a little while later, the amount I've learned about like an expired or a FISBO's brain and like what their pain points are and what their challenges are has just like a hundredfold, you know? And I feel like in the next year or two years, if you really understand this stuff and you start to learn it, it gives you power. It gives you the ability to better serve them. And so I love it. Okay. So Mike, so your first month, and this is actually 
before you even got your license, you're listening to Gary Keller, you listen to Million Real Estate Agent book, you listen to Shift. You know, there's one I heard you that you left out of there that, that all real estate agents that I hear that they like to read. The one thing. Real Estate Evolution, which is authored <laughs> by Dan Roshan. Uh, you can get it on Audible or Amazon. Uh, I'm going to go watch it right now. Hey, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's just what I heard. You know, just feedback that people have given me. Realestateevolution.com if anybody, the realestateevolution.com. Anyway, so it's all about Mike now. And so then after that, you go ahead and you're three days in and you get your first listing appointment for an expired. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, and I'll just share it. You know, it's embarrassing, but I'll just share it because I feel like it could be, I like memories, you know, and stuff too. So first of all, I walked around with the guy. I didn't do the bold scripts or whatever. Like I didn't, I knew them, but I was like, I'm just going to walk around with him, build some rapport. And like, he has this picture. He looked just like Elvis. Like he looked, just, <laughs> when, he was, when he was a kid or not a kid, like 25, he, he dressed up and probably sang just like Elvis, but this guy was like 90. So he looked totally different now, Oh wow! but yeah, but very unique. Right. And his wife died and he shared his story with me about his wife. So we really connected before we sat at the table. And then when we sat at the table, he was like, you know, I started pulling out my computer because my team, team lead guy, uh, he's like, or he's more of a friend. He wasn't my team leader yet. He's just a friend. He's like helping me out and stuff. He's like, just bring a computer, bring up the comps on your computer, show them everything. And walk him through it. Let him to tell you what it, you know, what the issue is and why it was overpriced or whatever. So I bring my computer. Good idea. I think I got it figured out. So the lady who told me to bring the CMA, that was pretty much uh, what I was trying to do with the computer. So it was still kind of a fail, right? But I bring out the computer. I didn't have internet on the computer. <laughs> so when he was showing me back at the office, it was like, it made sense. Because the comp that was like completely remodeled and stuff was right across the hall was, you know, 40,000. It was the same price. He should have been way lower, like 20 or 30, 40,000 less. So I couldn't show him that. I couldn't show. So I was like trying to pull it up on my phone. And this older guy, he's just like upset at this other realtor. And long fast forward to the end, I was basically like, yeah, well, let me tell you, I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring this stuff. And he was just like, I don't really want to relist it. Like bring me a buyer, you know, bring me a buyer and then I'll pay you a commission, which, you know, the scripts on that is like, okay, like maybe, you know, but it's not an MLS. So you're probably not going to get, you know, buyers coming and looking at it because they're not, the, the buyer agent isn't going off the MLS usually. Uh, but I didn't know all that stuff. So I just said, okay, well, I'll come back. And when I called him a week later, this is a lesson. And I called him a week later, he had listed with an agent. And so I was wow. just like, man. And then I looked at the agent and was one of the top agents in our office. I was like, that makes so, and this guy wasn't even like on his radar or anything. Obviously, he was on his expired listing radar because when I asked him about it, he was like, well, he was on the list. You know, I call that list, that expired list, even though they're a month old. So I get a hold of somebody and then I take them off my list. And that's what I do now. All right. So, so what I hear that you learned there is one is make sure that you maybe print a backup copy. So you've got it in paper and then also make sure that you've got your hotspot on your phone ready to hook it up to your computer. And then make certain that you don't wait a week to fall back up. Is that what I've heard that you learned? There's so much in there. Yep. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I learned. And, you know, just the systems and with my other businesses, I knew this, right? I knew the systems, but putting it all together and on the third day and already having this stuff figured out, I didn't like now I have, you know, in my DocuSign like templates. So like the listing packet, I can literally prepare one in like two minutes, like with all the details filled out already. And it's like, so you just have to have some of those 
those things to trip over, I think, to be able to look at. So that's what it is for me. It's kind of like a learning. It's valuable because I learned, you know. So. so I heard you share earlier about the psychology of a first sale by owner, the psychology of an expired seller. What have you learned in a short period of time about what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and what they're experiencing? Yeah, so I feel like there's a couple of things, right? So we'll start with expireds. I feel like with expireds, they trusted an agent. Maybe they trusted in the process. You know, I hired him. Okay. I knew somebody. There's multiple things, right? They could have been a family member or friend, but let's just say it's just somebody they don't know. They trusted in the process. The process went through and then it just expired. And maybe the person did a couple open houses. And so they're really just mistrust. It's not about money, I don't think. It's with FISBOs, right? FISBOs is a different, it might be related to, but with expireds, it's a very much a mistrust. Like I hate agents or agents are worthless or bring me a buyer because buyers are the only ones doing the work because those are the only people that they saw show up at their house, even though you're the one that listed it, paid for the cards maybe, did the open house. And what I've learned is the number one reason why they feel that way is communication. Like, you know, one of our, my team leader here, he uh, Brady, he's like, he's calling them every week. You know, even if he has no news, he's calling them saying, hey, by the way, uh, we didn't get any offers this week. And like we talked about, you know, he's like preparing them for the next step of maybe having to do a price decrease, which they had already talked about during the listing presentation, you know, or running another open house, you know, or, you know, all kinds of different things. So that's my, that's for expireds. I think that's what it is, is trust. Okay. So what I heard you say there, Mike, is communication. And I completely agree with you. And that's not just for expireds, right? That's for what I've learned is anytime that something goes wrong in a transaction, and it does from time to time, that in the absence of communication, then people start making up stories. If you're over communicating and, and whether it be one once a week or five times a week, yet if you're over communicating and something goes wrong, it's hard for them to then lay that on your on your shoulders. Right. It's, it's about yeah. over communicating and exceeding the expectations. And when you do that, then as an agent, you're going to be far better suited than if you sporadically communicate. I like that. And, and the other thing, too, is like with expireds, what I what I learned is when you go in too hot, you know, you go in too hot, like, you know, oh, we're, we're the top sales team and we're going to destroy the You know, like whatever. If that did actually work for somebody, you've set yourself up for failure. Because now when you get to that, assuming you did have a good pricing conversation and they're comfortable with this, a good price, maybe it doesn't sell for other reasons, you know, or all these different things. And so how are you supposed to come back to them? You're, you're you shot yourself in the foot. I learned this from other things, you know, like in the legal services business, we promise we'll do three attempts to deliver a legal document. But my process servers all over the country know you're going to do five attempts minimum, Right. But in our in our on our website it says three attempts, right? And it's same thing with how many hours that like we say we'll do an attempt, first attempt within seventy two hours, but we actually go the same day or the next day. So it's like under promise as low as you can, not too low, and then over deliver. Yeah, you don't want to say, yeah, we'll get it done in the next four months. <laughs> <laughs> we may look at your property soon. I don't know. We'll see. I might kind of like that's one of the scripts, right? Like maybe I'll be by around Wednesday if maybe I could stop by. Maybe, maybe so say maybe like 10 times. That's one of the scripts I learned. I was like, yeah, I mean, because the lack of commitment might make them a little more ease to commit. You might come by, you know. You already know 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know 
It doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. What about like for sale by owners? So my opinion on kind of what I've learned from for sale by owners is the follow-up, man. Like I have follow-up boss. If you can follow up with a for sale by owner, like I feel like every time I call a for sale by owner, I make a new friend. Because, mm-hmm. you know, on our list it says contacts, right? And I just feel like the contacts now are just ridiculous because every time I make a call, I make contact. Like every FISBO is a contact almost because I call them and yes, they're trying to sell. Yes, they almost every single one of them will tell me when I say, Bray, you know, I think it's a great idea. You're trying to sell it on your own, especially in this market. Let me ask you, like, you know, if for some reason you don't sell it within the next week, two weeks, a month, when are you going to decide to go ahead and hire an agent? You know, I love that script because it seems like every time they say, yeah, probably March 15th. And I'm like, ding, I'm going to go in and follow a boss setting, you know, my weekly thing. So that on Friday, I'm calling them. I'm sending them the sign-in sheets. This is a little ninja trick, which I maybe it's not. I think it is. I send them the sign-in sheets for the open houses on Friday and, and say, hey, listen, I'll give you the sign-in sheets if you love me because it worked for you. Send me those sign-in sheets so I can find those buyers a house. Because if ah. your house doesn't work for them, I will find them a house. And they're like, man, Mike, you're no problem, dude. I'll do that for you. And so then they print out the sign-in sheets to have my information on the bottom with the cool little logo and, you know, and everything. And then I follow up on Monday and go, hey, how'd the open house go? Because I'm, I'm their cheerleader, right? I'm Fizbo's. I feel like winning with Fizbo's is being their cheerleader, being their best friend, being there like, and listen, I'm helping you and be clear. I'm helping you because if for some unfortunate reason you aren't able to sell it on your own, I want to be the first in line to apply for that position. And it seems like it's just easy. It's easy. I love Fizbo's. So, so Mike, you approach the for sale by owners very much the way that my team, my sales team does as well. And it's about the relationship. I teach to sit there and say, when you go on that first face-to-face with a for sale by owner, your job is not to get the listing. Your job right. is to establish the relationship. Now, right. if the listing opportunity presents itself, don't, don't miss it. <laughs> yeah. Most yeah. likely, you're not going to get listed on that first face-to-face. And if you approach it, aggressively and you approach it like, hey, list, 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 list. What I find is that they're going to reject you. Rather, exactly what you said, Mike, is, listen, I love the opportunity to apply for the job. And the reason why I would be interested to help you is so that if for some reason you do hire an agent, that you consider me for that person to be able to help you. Exactly the same way that that we approach it there. And uh, I love that as well. So, Mike, so for sale by owners, expires, besides them, have you had an opportunity so far to in a different area to generate business? Yeah. So one of the reasons, so that's what I started before I joined the team. Those are the two things I focused on because that's what they were teaching in the market center. And then I shadowed a guy here who was one of the, out of all the agents, he's like the top performing agent as a single agent, didn't really have a team. And uh, there's a few other teams I was looking at joining because they were like top producing teams or whatever. But this guy was the guy who helped me on my listing presentation. He was an individual agent, 
by himself sells the most, but he's not the top, right? So, cause he's not on a team. So, but he's pretty good. He's done really well. And I was like, I got to know what he's doing. You know, he sold 15 in one month. Just, so I was like, let me go see what he's doing. 15 in a month by himself. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's hustling. He's, are those buyers or sellers? Both, both. Yeah. He's got buyers and sellers. He's, he's hustling. It. <laughs> so here's his script and it's real basic, but it works so well. And so after I do my expires and Fizbo's and my follow-ups, in the afternoon, like when I get off here from four to six, I'm going to call just listed, just sold or open house. So it's like a combo, right? So you call, you know, uh, think, see, see if I get it right here. So you know, this is Mike. I'm a local realtor. Got a house just around the corner from you that just sold in just two or three days. We And it's got to be true, right? I look up one in our office that sold. So, cause I've had people ask me like, what's the address? That's the green like, one down the street. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, Chris, hold on. I just like, you got all the right questions, man. Just one second. Let me pull it up for you. And then I, and then I'm legit. I got the MLS thing here and I'm like, yeah, it's a, you know, 1500 square feet. And so, and then they, so if they say, yeah, yeah. So I'm just around the corner from you. Uh, and I still have a ton of buyers interested in the area. If you could get the right price for your home, would you consider selling? And no, we're not going to sell. Hey, thanks for thinking about that. Are you going to be selling the next year or two? Or are you going to be in it for the long haul? They're like, nah, we're going to be in it for the long haul. Oh, great. Thanks for thinking about that. Do you know anybody who's looking to buy or sell right now by any chance? Because I got all these buyers that just can't wait to buy, you know, totally different than expires and fizzbells, right? It's just, yeah. these are just people who are in the area. And then the open house one is similar but a little different in saying we got this open house. We just wanted to invite you and see if you wanted to pick your next new neighbor, you know, and you know, it's kind of like, Oh, interesting. No, you know, where's it at? Let me see. And then, you know, it's never going to turn anything. Now, how about you? Are you thinking about selling uh, next year or two or no, you know? And so I've gotten some interesting ones. How much time a day are you spending to do that? So from seven, I upload, then I go to noon have lunch. So seven, I start uploading expireds and fizzbos and they go all the way till noon. And then that's just like sacred time. I shut my door. Anybody comes in before that, it's like, you know. And what time do you think that you actually start making the calls? Like 7.38? So initially, uh, when I shadowed a couple of the top producers, first of all, one of the first things I did was there was a mega agent who referred my friend in Miami referred me to this mega agent here, whatever mega agent, I don't know. And then he told me who all the top producers were here in this office. So gave me all their numbers too. So I called them all and shadowed all of them before I ever was even licensed. And one of them would start calling at uh, 730. And I said, and one of the rules is you start at like eight. And so I said, um, I said, so are we okay starting this early? He goes, if I don't start this early, then they're going to be gone. They're going to be called already. And I was just like, and he's one of the, I won't just say his name, you know, I don't get him, get him in trouble, but, or I don't know, whatever. But uh, he is like one of the top producers on it as a team. And uh, I love his mirror and match. And I, le I learned a lot from him and just like a 20 minute shadowing of him, like how he doesn't do any of the scripts that they taught us here. He does his own little thing, which I've adapted you know, and actually, as I've been listening to all these YouTube videos, it seems like that's what a lot of other people do. So he probably learned it from them. I don't know if we want to talk about those, but. Well, I think it's about taking a combination. I mean, scripts are really just understanding languaging patterns. So when you understand the reason why a pattern of words work together, I heard you earlier. And I was going to point it out, but then I did not. You used an embedded command in one of your scripts. And I believe that you probably learned that from Bold. You said something like, forget which one it was, but it was, it was done perfectly the way that you had uh, shared it. Something like, choose me or 
hire me. Yeah. And so those are embedded commands. And yeah. so that's just a languaging pattern. And so when you understand the languaging patterns, then you could take a hodgepodge of different scripts and then you utilize those scripts for your personality. Because when you're looking at communication, one of the things that we teach in the CPI community is it's about first being in rapport. And Mike, I heard you say that. Then, and rapport is a connectivity, rapport is a connection. Then after being in rapport, it's about asking adept questions. And then as you ask adept questions, it's about actively listening. The only way you could truly actively listen to a conversation is if you're not worried about what you're going to say, which is why they teach you the scripts. Because I am not able to listen to a for sale by owner, not able to listen to expired, a buyer, and anybody if I'm worried about what I'm going to say. Rather, That's I want right. to be able to pay 100% attention to you and your needs and what's important to you, your fears, your desires, what's, you know, what's keeping you up at night because I don't have to worry about what I'm going to reply to you. And so I think I that's, that's sort of a little bit of all of the above when you're looking at one guy does one script and another guy does another script. They all work. They all work. As long as you, as long as you know them and you use them. <laughs> so <laughs> Mike, it. what's the biggest challenge that you're facing today? You know, what's interesting is probably what's crazy is like, I always make fun of people when they sit, not make fun of them, but like Keller Williams, I don't want to beat up on them too much, but uh, cause they're amazing, right? All the trainings and stuff that they do. But the thing that frustrates me the most is telling me that lead gen time is sacred and that I need to do all this lead gen time and then have a class every single day during lead gen time. <laughs> How the heck am I supposed to lead gen during the most important hours of the day when I got to go to a class? And so, you know, that was in the beginning. But my challenge now, just that isn't good fun, right? But my challenge now, Dan, is on a daily basis is like being systematic and being a robot. And I say robot in that I'm just doing it. You know, Grant Cardone talks about, you know, like him or love him, you know, he's a hustler. And he talks about going after, don't feed the fear by giving it time. You know, time, fear just wants time. And so for you to just sit there and do nothing. And so, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at the Mojo dialer for like two minutes and I was like, should I hit go? Should I, should I hit go? And then I'm like, screw it. Boom. So when I'm having a good day and I'm getting a lot of good contacts and I'm just, it's just flowing, you know, it's when I'm like systematic. I could care less if anyone answers the phone. Obviously I care, but I'm just dialing and anyone who answers, I'm making a new friend. Of course I got to stick to the scripts because if I say the wrong thing, I'm sending the wrong message. If I send the wrong message, well then I'm just wasting my time. And so, yeah, I think just getting over my own fear of like not being able to accomplish it, if I'm just being vulnerable, like, you know, I've done these other businesses, I've been successful, but I want to be so successful in real estate that like, you know, I don't know if you know John Morgan here locally in Orlando, but he's like a big a billboards everywhere. Like, you know, I'm going to be the John Morgan of real estate in Orlando. And I already know this, but how to do it and how much effort it's going to take. I don't know. Just gonna have to keep going every day. Mike, it's time on task. It's time on task, and you're getting the first part of it done right now, which is defining the business. And then at some point, it will be growing the business and then leading the business. And uh, you just keep doing that. And Muddy Mike will be the man in Orlando. So, how can we get in touch with you, Mike? If we've got a, if you're a real estate agent and you have a buyer or seller relocated to the Orlando, Florida area, 
how can we get in touch with you? You can call me at 407-214-7422. Mighty Mike helps you buy it right and sell without a fight. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can email um, me too. I, I created this cool little website, you know, being a website builder, having a company that does it, uh, mightyhomesearch.com. Still building it, still playing with it, but I think it's pretty cool. Mightyhomesearch.com. Muddy Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Wish you all the great success. I look forward to checking back in with you next year, going on this journey together. Absolutely, Dan. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. And you guys, I'm going to go read your book. I'm going to go buy it right now. Hey, Muddy Mike says read the book, Real Estate Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mike. See you. See you. Thanks, Dan. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for a membership at the Consistent and Predictable Income Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. This is Mitch Stevens. You know, I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing Dan Roshan. Dan is a top team leader in the D.C. area with Keller Williams, and he breaks down his journey. He's somebody that, you know, struggled for the first six months, like so many real estate agents do, and then something clicked. He helped me tremendously, specifically with creating systems in place. It's very important to have a process in place that works not just for you, but for also the client. are still listening it is because you align with the cpi community that means that you love to learn you are ambitious qualified smart and professional mostly you understand that you're in charge to design your life if you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted i invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com which is the official website of the cpi community there You'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters, just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington, D.C. area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And 
we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington DC area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.